Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJD Coops and Beats Mike on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It's Get in the Ring with DJ D. Kooks and Beats Mike. It is. It is a very, uh, well, we got the NFL is now kind of in the rearview mirror. I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. Obviously, the XFL coming up on Saturday. Oh, uh, they were trying to shove that down our fucking throats on Sunday. Uh, I mean, hey, Fox is going to be one of the networks broadcasting it. You got Fox. They, they got the, all the major networks except for NBC, are broadcasting the XFL. You got Fox, you got ESPN, you got um, you got CBS. They're going to be doing games uh, throughout the year. And they're all going to be on that. They're all going to be nationally televised. So you, you really, you literally... It's going to suck. <clears throat> that's going to be the problem. The level of talent in the league itself is probably not going to be very good. And it's probably going to be... It, it, may, it may get ugly. It may be ugly. Good luck to it. Let's see if it actually does better than the first time they did this. But the level of competition, I don't know. This this, this is probably not going to be all that great. WWE quarter four calls tomorrow. Over or under on how many Vince McMahon-isms, uh, how many times Vince McMahon refers to AEW tomorrow. Well, usually the rule of thumb is if you think you're the best at something, you don't mention second place. But um, mm, I don't think he mentions them. I think he's I think he's going to try his hardest not to. Simply because of, of the, the the rule of thumb I just said, you you don't mention second place if you're the best. And I, I think like yeah, like obviously he's probably looked at stuff that AEW's done, but I don't. I don't think he's going to actually mention them by name or mention them um, like take, like pot shots at. He may take a pot shot. That, I think it's as close as he's going to get. But I don't think he's going to truly mention them, honestly. All right. But I, I was just putting the over-under at one, but. <laughs> but, um. There's really not that much to talk about in wrestling this week. Jim Cornette is... I said I wasn't going to mention... God damn it! I wasn't going to mention his goddamn name! <laughs> and I go right to Jim Cornette. Oh, uh, yeah, he didn't say any stuff you weren't going to mention that. Jim Cornette. <laughs> this really is the fuck you Jim Cornette it. section of the show. And that's the uh, first thing you... Co- and that's the... Because you're arguing with Dave Meltzer, who actually has raw analytical data, when you just talk out of your ass, Jim Cornette. So shut the fuck up, Jim Cornette. This is all we're going to mention of it. 
your Twitter beef with your 30 year friend. You're going to end your friend for <laughs> AEW. Fuck you, Jim Cornette. Over some really stupid stuff. Uh, it, it's it's sound, it's clickbait at this point to me. I think it's it's really clickbait to me. It's click it's clickbaity what uh, what I think tried to do. I, I, it just seems unnecessary. So yeah, that, that's it. That's all. That's all we need to really mention here. We, we, yeah. we don't need to go any further with this. No, we don't. But I had to mention it. Um, where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin with match of the year? Wait to the wrestling. Yeah, let's do, let's, let's do MLT Watch. Yeah, let's go with MLT Watch. Um, we were going to do gra- Grappled 100. Um, Grapple 100. Um, but we decided to shelve it last week. We went over it on our on our call afterwards. Um, good list. Mm-hmm. I had eight, eight of my top ten matches. I'm going to reveal my ballot. Um, I voted. My name is listed in the introduction of Sadness Village. I'm one of two Social Suplex Comp contributors that voted in the Match of the Year poll. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jeremy Donovan of Keeping It Strong Style voted in the Voice of the Wrestling Match of the Year. Rapping Social Suplex. Very hard. Um... So, I'm going to get my ballot from my email. And there's probably going to be some quotes from mine because I worked hard on um, Google Forms. So, Mike attempted to this fill out. This was a very out. good list. A very diverse list um, from uh, all over the world. I'll send you the... Uh, a lot of several people were mentioned. Oh, I'll okay. send you the links. I'll send you the tweet with several. The I, I have the I have the, the list that like pulled up. Like I I got I got the list pulled up here. Um, Do you have the introduction? Yeah, grab the grapple one the grapple one hundred stuff. Grapple hundred best matches twenty nineteen. Um, this we're is- doing, doing voices of wrestling. Oh, Voices of Wrestling. Okay, no, I, I had Grapple's list. I didn't see uh, Voices of Wrestling. Is um, it identical to theirs, or is it... Um... No, it's different, but... Okay. But they're up to 50 to 26. Um, we'll do Top 25 next week with Joe Gagney. Um, 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 let me send you the link to the... Uh, to the tweet with the, uh, I haven't seen the full list yet, so I know it's not the same because they're. I actually, I actually found it online, so let's see. Um, yeah, I actually found it online. I can it's send it to you real quickly. It's a Twitter link, and then you can click click the links. Yeah, Voices of Wrestling Top 100. Okay, yeah, it was it was really it was basically the same thing. I think. I and and then click the introduction too because it, that has a bunch of matches on it as well. It's the really it's the top 200. And it had 200 and um 90 matches. Okay. From from 68 promotions. Mm. 
Okay, I got the intro up here. The 8th Annual Voices of Wrestling Match of the Year poll. The brainchild of VOW, Rich... Crage. Crage? Okay, just Crage, okay. Uh, it started in 2012 with a modest four-person panel of myself, Joe Lanza, Rich, VOW's, then PWG's reviewer Larry, and Billy Carpenter of Four Corners Radio. We selected the 10 best matches of the year, wrote short blurbs on why each match was selected, and combined the list to come up with a collaborative top 10. This produced a fine list of matches, but a, but a list that was the product of four voters who, for the most part, are very similar to in wrestling. There was tons of crossover on the four lists, and while a impressive variety of five different promoters ultimately ended up being representative in a collaborative top 10, we were dealing with a tiny sample of size of voters who essentially watched and enjoyed the same pool of matches over the course of the year. <clears throat> the following year, for 2013... I approached Rich about expanding upon his original idea of extending invites to dozens of other wrestling critics. Each year in the world of film, there are media slash critic polls rating, rating the top films of the year, and there was nothing like those critics' polls that had ever existed for wrestling matches. With that template in mind, we sent ballots to dozens of journalists, bloggers, radio hosts, podcasters, historians, reporters, and critics who we knew loved wrestling and had a reputation for a solid base of knowledge and strong opinions and a quality endeavors that we could ex help expose our readers to in exchange for participating. We knew not everybody would respond, but we were quite pleased with who did. And we felt like the results did bear out the variety of matches and wrestling styles that we were seeking. 25 total voters re responded by voting for over 90 matches in 23 different promotions. The group continued with the 2014 poll, and this kind of goes on like this. <clears throat> and you got like a full archive. So yeah, Voices of Wrestling... Dot com. They got a full archive of all the matches of the year, a full archive of, of this the year. Um, no, they, they got like archives of every match. That was yeah, of year. the past. And right. then this year, more records were broken with 136 different voters voting for 290 different matches across a record tying 68 promotions. As the pro grows, Poll grows, so does the diversity of matches. Mm -hmm. So and they list the uh, the uh, the uh, pollsters' names. I'll I'll let leave you a few notables here. Alan Forel um, voted in this. Andrew Rich, Music of the Mat, Andy LeBear, Charlie Robinson. From Voices of Wrestling, Answering the Tank Hours, D. Craig, um, Case Lowe from Chris Tamsa, um, um, from New Japan, um, Dave Musgrave from Slam, good friend of mine, um, Danny Kukler, um, <laughs> D. Kooks is, is, is on this list. Yes, I am. Doug Fowler, Skeech from Reddit. Dylan Hales, Dylan Waco from independentwrestling.tv. We've had him on the show before. Um, Greg Park from PW Torch. Um, James E. from Post Wrestling. Um, John pa Joe Lanza, of course. Joe Gagne. We'll have him on next week. Um, John Carroll, Joel Abraham, Jared Goldberg, Wrestling Bubble. Um, Kelly Harris, um, Kevin Hare, um, Lee Malone from Voices of Wrestling, Liam Jones, um, whole 
bunch of other names. Rich mm-hmm. Krejci, of course. Of course, he reported his own phone. Stephen Graham, PWL, right. the Cubs fan, Lucha Blog, and WH Park from Post Wrestling. A whole bunch of most. So, how the voting works. <clears throat> yes. Each voter was sent a ballot and asked to fill, asked to vote for the 10 best matches of the year, ranking them 1 through 10. We use the same weighted balloting system used by Major League Baseball for the most viable player voting. First place vote worth 14 points, and descending 9, 8, 7, and so on from there. A system that places heavy emphasis on each voter's choice for best overall match of the year. The points for each match are totaled, and with any ties broken in the following order. Number one, most total votes. Or number two, match which received the highest singular vote on any ballot. For example, if two matches are tied in total points, one match appearing on more total ballots, it will not require the second step tiebreaker. The match appearing on the more total ballots would place higher. If two matches are tied in total points and remain tied, appearing on the same number of ballots, the match with the highest singular fan uh, singular vote wins the tiebreaker. Each voter was also encouraged to add short blurbs explaining why they voted for each match. These blurbs give our panel a voice to explain why they voted for each match, and as we move deeper into the results, gives the reader multiple perspectives on why a given match was great. Our panel was free to vote on any worked match in the world that took place between January 1st of 2019 to the, all the way through the end of the year. And the long-term goal was to become the most comprehensive and respected MLTY poll in all of wrestling while continuing to cross-promote the great ventures of our voter pool while exposing fans to matches that they otherwise never would have discovered. Please don't so, indicate the... Okay. Go on. Oh, yeah, I might as well finish. This is like two paragraphs off. Please note that in cases of tape matches, some dates may reflect air dates, while others may reflect the day the match was taped. We'll begin today with a look at the honorable mentions, dubbed Sadness Village, by current staff members John Carroll, with a new chunk of matches released each day until we reveal the top ten on Friday, February 7th, with a sneak preview of the top ten to be released to our Patreon subscribers. See, so yeah, they got Patreon. They got a little Patreon deal here. Yeah. So, Sadness Village, um, there's 200, 290 matches, so... We're going to do some notables. Cody versus Darby Allen got one tenth place vote. Mm. I'm looking that here. That was, was a good draw. From the uh, from the uh, from the uh, Fighter Fest show. Right, right. There was a couple of New Japan matches that got one vote. The uh, Tai Chi versus Tomohiro Ishii match from G1. And the uh, Taishi Ishimori Dragon Lee and Bandito three-way from MSG got one tenth place vote. In WWE, there was a lot of stuff. So we got um the first one that I see I saw here was Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle from Takeover Brooklyn. No, I I I organized it by uh point. By one point, and the first one I saw was um, by by lower points. So the first one I saw was Akira Tozawa, Gentleman Gat Gallagher, Humberto Zacario, Isaiah Scott, and Oni Lorcan versus Angel Garza, Arya Dabari, Drew Gulak, Mike Canales, and Tony Nese. The Town Man tag from 205 Live. Okay, uh, the, the way I, the way I had it organized, I had it by um, you got it three I, points. I, I, I put it by I, I had it by place. Okay. Yeah. So you did about overall points. I, I see what you did. Yeah. Okay. I still have yeah, to okay. 
place. Yeah, yeah, now I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, now I see what you're saying. Um, that was the highest honorable mention. That yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Like the like the the women's elimination chamber got a vote, uh, which I thought was a good match. I thought it was a good. Becky and Oscar from the Royal Rumble last year got a got a vote. And Bob for some the- reason, some lunatic, <laughs> some <laughs> lunatic. But the hell in a cell got. They put the hell in a cell. Something, something Bray on this list. They put the hell in a cell on this list. We got some Gato oh. moves. Some voice. Joe Lanza and Joe Lanza is screaming in his house. Um, no Gato move. We got some several in New Japan. The Tetsuya Nio John Moxley match with at at one um vote. A ninth place vote, um, 0.7% ballot. These are all, um, 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 matches that got one vote, mm-hmm. or either got or got three points, two or got two votes in total, three points. Um, yeah, that strong made the list. That was a good match. Riddle, Riddle and Strong, and then Rhea Baszler Base, when uh, Rhea won the title. Uh, Riddle and Strong take over 25. That was a good match. AEW from Double or Nothing. Lucha Bros, Young Bucks. I think people have seen Lucha Bros and Young Bucks enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, granted, the ladder match was, was absolutely ridiculous. But this is this the one before the ladder match. Yeah, Double or Nothing. Yeah, it's Double or Nothing. That match was amazing, but yes. Zack Sabre Jr. Tomohiro Ishii from the fourth. Oh yeah, from the um, all right from the dome, right, right. Rio versus Nile Rose from an AEW TV. Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay only got one vote. I'm surprised about that. I thought that would have got some more traction. Maybe not enough people saw it. I'm guessing. Yeah, because it was on the Super J Cup stuff. Yeah, probably not many people saw it. It's got an eighth place vote. That's why I didn't get the love. Um, the love that it, it you would think it, an Osprey match with Amazing Red would. It was really good. I, I watched it. It was really good. Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. from G1. And then Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. And then... There was a Kenny Omega Dragon Lee match from AAA too on the list as well that I didn't like very much. Um, I only got a tenth place vote, but and I'll tell you why I didn't like the mat that that particular match that much. Um. Oh, yeah, here it is. It was right on top. Kenny Omega dragging away. It was all the camera movement. Mm. Didn't I go on the show and bury that match? You may, I know you've buried matches for too much camera movement or buried segments of, of camera movement before. Maybe not that one specifically, but I know you've done it. It might have been Kenny's best match this year, but it was... It was worn down. It was it wait. You waited down because the camera was just the camera yeah. movement was just too much. The next one is four to seven points. I'll mm-hmm. see what is here. 
Kazushiko Okada versus Sonata from New from the anniversary show. Mm-hmm. The 324 got two votes, an eighth high vote of eighth place. Jay White versus Will Ospreay. The at What's the 324 New Japan show? I forget which show. Because 36 was the anniversary show, and that's when White faced Osprey, and that was a really good match. And then Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch versus, versus Street Profits versus Forgotten Sons versus Undisputed Era. That was a really good ladder match. Uh, I really did enjoy that they made a four-way ladder match. That got two ninth place votes. Um, let's see. We got the we got the war game, the men's war games of uh, Champa versus Undisputed Era. Ooh. That got, I thought that, that would do better. I did too. It, so it got a, the highest vote that it got was seven. Uh, it got two total votes, overall seven points. Um, yeah, so it got one point five percent of the ballot. Um, Pac Hangman Page got one seventh place vote. The Jericho Omega only got one seventh place vote. I would argue that uh, I think the New Japan one was better than the one they did. Um, AEW. Yeah, I thought the New Japan match was better, so I can understand why it didn't get the love that, you, that some would expect. That's AJ Styles from Money in the Bank. I thought that would be a little bit. I, I did I think it would make a top ten? Probably not, but I thought it. I thought it would get a little bit more love. Somebody than placed that seventh, so hmm. four points for it. Randy Seven, Friday from seven, the fifteenth of January. They're matching Adam, Adam Cole <laughs> from. A ten, not the uh. That's that was the two out of three falls. That was the TV match. Wait, All it was uh, Cole and Gargano. Yeah, Cole and Gargano. That they didn't have a TV match. That that match was a takeover. That was take that was takeover Toronto. John Johnny Gargano. That was that takeover Toronto. Cole eight ten. SummerSlam was that SummerSlam was early um, in August that year. Oh that year. yeah, it was the Toronto. That was, that was two out of three. That was two out of three falls. Yeah, we got that was uh, two out of three falls. One they faced off oh, so many times this year that they faced yeah, they, off they, in twenty five. They may have been the three straight takeovers, though, the two of them. They faced um, off in New York, Toronto, and the Toronto yeah, one was so, the weakest one. Toronto, yeah, Toronto was the weakest. The one where Cole won. Toronto, was the, was Toronto the was the weakest one, and it only got one seventh place vote. Right. No, the one in New York was easily the best of the three. Even though yeah, and that's going to do well. That and, one's going to do well. Even though the Connecticut one was good, that was take over twenty five. But the but Toronto, but um, New York was easily the best of of the three. So there's a David Starr, Jordan Devlin from Progress. Yep, that was the May sixth one. Um. Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Andrade mm-hmm. from January 15th. That's the one that where everyone was raving about. That was a that was the incredible one on SmackDown where um where it it got more. I think it would have got higher votes if we had a better finish. So I remember right. Selena and Selena interfered in that one, which caused a DQ. But had that one had a clean finish, that one would have been like I think it would have been much higher on the list. I remember this one watching it live on WrestleMania week on Mao versus Hinshiro Tagagi. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a no DQ like weapon rumble match from DDT. It got one okay. six place vote. Um, really a fun match. 
it's nothing I would have voted match of the year, but still very fun. Um, Jay Briscoe, Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey got a vote. Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey got a sixth place vote. Got a sixth place vote. Rock Strong versus Dijakovic versus Lee got a vote. Yep, yeah, that was a good triple threat. That was. A, that also got a sixth place vote. Um, the the Dunn and Coffee one was Takeover Blackpool one. Right. And the, the the Roddy the Roddy Lee Dijakovic that was a triple threat where Roddy retained his title. That's wrong with Brock Lesnar got a vote, fifth place vote. That was the SummerSlam one, I believe. Yep. Uh, that was SummerSlam. The ladder match from Ring of Honor's MSG show got a fifth place vote. Team Chompa vs. Undisputed Era got two seventh place votes. Mm-hmm. That was that was War Games. Uh, let's see. Osprey Somebody... Oh, a lot of shit got a one fourth place vote. Mm-hmm. Hiroshi Tanahashi vs. Kenta. Angel Nothing... Garza vs. Leo Rush was hot. Uh, okay. Garza vs. Leo Rush. Was, was, uh, that was the seventh place vote. That was a really good match. And Asuka and Kyrie Sane vs. Tegan Knox Dakota Kai. That was, that was also entertaining. Um. So... That's a list there. And then we got one more list of uh, honorable mentions. Eight, versus eight to 11 points. Eight to 11th. EO survivors uh, Candice LeRae uh, and take over, um, take over Toronto. That was a real that – that, I think that was Candice, uh, Candice LeRae's coming out party. I really think that, that was her coming out party. Alistair Black, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream versus Cole Gargano and Ciampa. That was the highlight. That was the halftime heat match. Yeah, two, really two good. eight points, two ballots. The high vote was fifth place. Uh, Sasha versus Becky from Hell in a Cell, which I thought would do higher than this. Bandito versus Will Ospreay from WrestleCon. That's interesting. If more people saw that match, they would have done better. If it was on a less loaded weekend, it would have done better. Okada versus Jay White from Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, last year, that got a fifth wow. Place. Yeah, that got a, that didn't make it. That got a fifth Edge place vote. Chamber. One the men's, third place ooh, wow. vote. I'm a surprised the men's chamber didn't make the uh, the top 100. One third place vote. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. And the men's chamber was really good last year. I'm a little surprised it didn't make the list. It didn't make the top 100. I'm a little surprised by that. It's there's a couple of votes with one second place vote. The Dragon mm. Lee versus Taichi Shimori match from Best of Super Juniors. Pac versus Michael Oku. Um, is there anything with one number one vote? No. So, okay. So, yep, Men's Chamber 2019. Yep, I got a third. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them were the thirds, but yeah, it's just... Uh, it's now let's get, get to 100. 76. Oh, no, there's a... Yep, match of the year. 260 to 102. Bunch of 102s. Uh, most notables here. Okada versus... Oh, no, I already, already, we already got past that. Got past what that. What was your most shocking match? Match what, Chamber? That didn't, make, that, didn't make, the, that didn't make the top 100? Probably Okada White for me. That it didn't make the top 100? Yeah, that's... Probably. Uh, like Okada White was one that was, that was surprising didn't make it. Um, I thought the I thought the men's chamber would make it. 
I thought the I thought Becky versus Sasha and Helena Cell. I thought that would make the top 100. I'm a little surprised that didn't make it. Here's 176. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that that one didn't make the, the top 100. I thought the. Hmm. Well, that, yeah, that's probably that's my biggest surprise, probably. 100 through 76. And now let's get yeah, now 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 those that actually made the list. Let's see. And I'll give you the other two links. For right well, now. We're gonna go match number one hundred. Suji Ishikawa and Suwama. No, there's two. There's two one hundreds. Oh, there's there's two. Yeah, there is two. There is two. So we got tied for one hundred. Ariza Hoski and Hoshiki and versus Hazuki, and that's in Stardom from July twenty fourth. And we'll do the top twenty five next week. Because it won't be released until next week. Until Friday. Until Friday, so... So, this match got 12 overall points, it got three total votes, and the highest vote was fifth. That's impressive. Any comments on it? To be fair, this is a match I really didn't see, so I can't really... No, I mean... I mean, any comments... Oh, yeah, 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 there are comments on it. Okay, this is from Dylan Fox. All that needs to be said... The best near fall of the year in La Hasuski Stroll. Must watch for that alone. The crowd was absolutely nuts, and true hatred was shown between two unexpected enemies. Hoskigi was great yet again, and Hazuki was very missed at the start of 2019. Can't wait to see what happens next in both of their careers. Dylan Fox. Um, number 100, tied for 100. Sometimes they're on tiebreakers. Tsuji Ishikawa and Tawama versus Yuji Okabayashi and Daisuke Sakimoto. 319 All Japan Pro Wrestling. 12 overall points. 3 total votes. 5th place. Sean BJ and Violent Giants had an awesome match in January. And 2 months later this rematch was even better. They took everything great. About their first encounter and went a whole nother level. This was a clash of, of the strength and power, and taking everyone to its limits. Ishikawa and Okabayashi had tremendous exchanges, and if you want to see four guys destroying each other, this is your match. Jin Malkavar. Ooh, number 99. We don't have to read comments for everyone. Yes. So yeah, let's just rip through a lot. Let's just rip through a lot of these. Uh, Caveman Ugg versus Jack Bonza. This is from October 19, PWA Australia. They got 12 overall uh, points, three total votes, and the highest rating was fifth. Hiroshi Tamahashi. Oh, this versus... was Kushida's go away match. I watched. Okay. This is the match before he left. Well, before he came to NXT. All right, word. This this was really good. Hmm. This was really fucking good. That that fuck you slap to Tanahashi. <laughs> she is like, fuck you. And I'm like, holy fuck. I didn't think it was like that. But he fought Hiroshi Tanahashi versus, and <clears throat> just like 99, it got the same amount of uh, points and votes and highest uh, rating. And highest vote. <clears throat> Number 97. Daniel Mockerman. Okay. Versus Jonathan Gresham. 3-2-1 battle. 
Um, 12 overall points, three total votes. Highest point, highest for a second. An indie dream man that is worth every bit of the height it has received. Andy mm. Bear. Number 96. <laughs> In- Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. <laughs> 12 overall points, four total votes. The highest vote was second, and D. Coops is laughing hysterically. This match is available for free online. I'll um, try to find it because just the, the names alone uh, make this kind of funny. And it's invisible. Invisible. The referee though. has glasses. It's comedy. Um, it makes works legitimately in a pro wrestling sense. It has to be seen to be believed. Okay. And the, the um, I'll send you a link to this match. The description is by Shane Doyle. A love letter to the pro wrestling referees. A love letter to the live wrestling audience. A love letter to the pro wrestling storytelling. This is more than the best comedy match of all time. A hill I will happily die on. What's so great about it is that it totally works in a legit pro wrestling sense. There's no rules being broken. There's no wrestler breaking character or kayfable being stomped. There's nothing to anger... The Corvette crew, although they still got mad about online about it, is just a ref and the production team putting on a show with a yes. cameo from Kitsutara. Like the Hollywood like the Hollywood Globetrotters are in are a halftime show. Wonderful professional wrestling. That's what I loved about it. It's just everybody putting on a freaking show. And you'll watch it after. Yes, I will. Giula Giula versus Hannah Kumara, uh, Christmas Eve stardom. It got a 13 overall points, two total votes, and its highest vote was second. That's impressive for a match that happened on Christmas Eve. You're not kidding. Walter versus Ray Phoenix. You have a feeling that Walter's going to be mentioned a lot on this list. Oh. Ray Ray Phoenix probably will get his, his share of love as well. 13 overall points, 3 total votes, and the highest vote was spent. 93. Jake Lee and Naoya Nomura versus Kendo Miyahara and Yui Oyagi from All Japan Pro Wrestling. 13 points, 3 votes. Um, fifth. Oh, shit. 92 from Bloodsport. Masashi Takeda versus John Gresham. From Bloodsport. This was awesome. Um, 13 overall overall votes, 3 total votes, and the highest rating was 3rd. This was a fucking sprint, man. That was was great. That was great. That was a great match. Um, 91. Kazuchika got hurt. In a year... Where Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi fin- finish 91st. <laughs> let's, let's let that breathe for a second. These are two of the, what, 10 best wrestlers of the decade, and they had a match that finished 91st on this list. That is that is actually amazing to think about. The highest vote, it, this one got, this is um, from the, from the, uh, what am I thinking? This is from G1. I would believe. Yeah, this is 
This uh, got 13 overall points, three total votes, and its highest overall rating was second. Osprey versus Bandito. Osprey is a guy I'm we're going to hear a lot from on this list. Uh, best for Super Juniors for May 23rd. Uh, got a highest vote was third. Total votes were four. Overall points, 13. And then we had some first place votes. Oh, we got a first place vote. Yeah, we did. Um, Brett Eisen versus Alley Cat from SUP. That's Southern Underground Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, One first place vote, 14 overall points. Mumbo Watanabe versus Tom Nakano. Stardom, 14 points, one vote, one first place vote. And Mio Momo No. Versus Takumi Ihorda from Marvelous. 14 points, one vote, one first place vote. You got Star Jr. versus Valente and Valente versus Fugaz and Mystico from CMLL October 18th. It got a first place vote. That was its lone vote in this uh, on this countdown. Darby Heller versus John Moxley. Allen versus Mox. They got a first place vote. Also tied rate at 85. They got a first place vote. This was a good match with Darby Allen. This was, this this was, was a very good match. It really was. First, Our first WWE match on the list. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. This was actually a very good match. I, I really did enjoy this match. And the story it told about uh, Brock's diverticulitis. I don't think we'll Finn, be seeing WWE all that this. much. It doesn't look like it. We're, I, I'm over under five matches on this list that are WWE. I'm going under main roster. For main roster WWE, under. I think we're... Oh, for main roster, absolutely one. under. Oh, for main, main roster. roster. Yeah. For main roster, Kobe Bryant's going to make the list, obviously. But other than that one, are there another main roster WWE that's going to make it? Other than Kobe Bryant. And this mm-hmm. one. And this one here, other than these two, I don't know. I, I don't know. The rest of them, I think, are NXT. Hiroki yeah. so, Goto, Tom, Big Tom Ishii. Goto versus Ishii. This was a, his highest vote was second. Two overall uh, uh, votes and 15 overall points. Kenta Miyahara versus Jake Lee on April 29th. His highest vote was seventh, but got 15 overall points and four total votes. Omega and Riho, and Riho versus uh, Antonio Hanna and Miyu Yashimata Yamashita. This is from DDT on November 3rd. They got a first place vote and got two overall votes overall for 16 points. Ofina, Laredo Kid, Arias, Black Taurus were 80, by the way. Uh, KTB, Gringo Loco. All these people were involved in this match from BLP and GCW. Uh, 16 overall points, three total votes, and its highest rating was fourth. I made the list. We've got... Jay White versus Kizuchika Okada from MSJ. Mm-hmm. This is the MSG show. 16 overall points, uh, three total votes, and its highest rating was third. Walton versus David Starr. Now this was not the match that you suggested last week. Oh no, that, that, that was that was Devlin. That was Walter and Devlin. But uh, but you, you this is Walter and David Starr. Who I think they alluded to it in the match that uh, David Starr couldn't beat Walter. 
Right, right, right. Uh, and it refers to this feud. Mm. It, it definitely did refer to this feud a few times. But this, this is at 78, 17, 3, and 4th. Where, where it, uh, it's numbers. What did you think of that match last week, though? Oh, it was dope. No, it, that match was dope. And it really showed Devlin could be a face if he really has to be. Uh, I, I love the crowd in the match. I love how the imposing big bad villain that Walter is. I love how he plays that character so well. Uh, I think that was a really well done match. I like how a lot of the uh, roster came together to make sure Walter couldn't run in the end. I, I thought that was awesome. So I think it played it played really well. I, I was a big fan of that match. That was really entertaining. Akito versus Asuka. And this is not the Asuka from WWE. This is a one light tube death match. Huh, okay. 17, 4, and 4th are its three numbers of overall points, total votes, and highest vote. Uh, here. Big Mammy versus Lady Maravilla from AAA. This is from 10 days before Christmas. Uh, so we're talking 17, 6, and 6 are its numbers. Yeah. And that. I believe is what finished. Yeah, that's what finished this part of the deal. That's that's what got us to set. That's what got us through the first part of this uh, countdown. Seventy-five. Joey Janela versus Chris Statlander. Six twelve. Beyond wrestling. Um, eighteen points, five votes, fifth overall place. I'm shocked that this is only on four ballots. I'm a little shocked this is kind of... This is lower than I thought it would be. This next one. Well, Osprey versus Bushi in the dome. 19 points. This is why. (laughs) This is four points. Four votes. Highs road, fourth place. Let's just go. <laughs> I didn't even vote <laughs> Nice. Momo Watanabe versus Ushita. shocking. It was in the, it was in the Ayashita. dome. Ayashita. 19. This got the same amount of points as Will Osprey versus Kota Ibushi. Just to put it in contact. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes! Masashi Takeda versus Jimmy Wong. All right, all right. So, so, so tell me why you're spazzing right now. Tell me why you're spazzing right now. Because this was a nine-minute death match of crazy shit. It had scissors, okay. light tubes, knives, and weed whackers. And it was it was glorious. So we using weed whackers in matches now. Um... Wife Peter used the weed whacker in the match in 2002. We got to see all the greatest hits. Mm. Boomer Hatfield versus Dasher Hatfield from Shakara. 20 points, two votes, one first place vote. It fought over the family mask. It's like that. Wow, father versus son for the rights of the family mask. That is that is wild right there. 
Don't yeah. try to make sense with Shakar storylines with me. Um, I won't, but it, it, I, I, that's just the fact that that's like that's the billing of, of this whole yeah. deal. That that right there is surprising. Um, let's see. Set, we're at seventy now. Dominic Garini and Josh versus Joshua Bishop. This was April fourth, uh, twenty three and second. Dylan James versus Yuji Okobayashi. This is sixty nine on April twenty. Oh, you're not gonna like this one. Of a twenty-four and fourth, Walter versus Dunn. Wow, this is a bit low. This is lower than I expected uh, from NXT. Uh, this was Takeover New York. This is my uh, first one done. This is my first mm-hmm. one done. Yeah, I think this is the first one with um. Uh, this is definitely the first one they had together, Walter versus Pete. No, no, I would beat Walter. I'm good. Yeah, Bait, Bait Walter was... um. Bait Walter I had Okada Sonata from G1. Mm-hmm. My ballot. My ballot. I forgot to say my ballot. Um, yeah. Okada Sonata from G1. Tyler Bait Walter from... From... Diego Ricardo. Yeah. Jordan Devlin from Walter from... Fifth year anniversary OTT. Okada Osprey from Corken Hall. Takagi Os Naito from from Corken Hall. Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii from G1. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, um, New York. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenny Omega, The Dome. Shingo mm-hmm. Takagi versus Will Ospreay. Um, that's Super Juniors. Jordan Devlin versus David Star. And, and Devlin and Star is your number one. Yes. And let's see. Yeah. So let's see. That was that one. Uh, Walter versus Pete Dunne. I was really close to voting for Walter versus Pete Dunne. Really close. That was an excellent match. It really was. Uh, Shoko Nakajima versus Yuki Sakazaki. This was from November 3rd, DDT. It got a first place vote and two overall votes, 21 points. <clears throat> Danny Makabe versus Timothy Thatcher in a 3 2 1 battle on July 12th. 22, 3, and 3rd were its numbers. T Hawk versus Suji Kondo on May 3rd. Russell won 23, 2, and it did get a first place vote. This match I liked a lot, too. Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. From Impact. Yeah, um, I like this match. I like This was July 7th, 23-3-2. Uh, I like this match. This was this was entertaining, and the story leading up to it was also very good. So I'm happy this got love. I'm happy this got the love it, that it did. Um, Sushi Ishikawa and Sawama. Versus Daisuke Sakimoto and Yuji Okobayashi from Big Japan. Holy fuck, you're not gonna like this one. Oh, would have gone in my top ten, probably not. But I did love this match. Gargano, Ricochet from Takeover Phoenix. This was this was highly entertaining uh, between these two. A little different to see Gargano as a heel. But I think he played that character very well. And they, they kind of implemented some stuff that um, from the Chompa rivalry that I thought was a very nice touch to Gargano winning his first singles title in NXT. Moxley versus Robinson. The best <laughs> junior final. Mm. I had one first place vote, four votes. 
24 points. Women's War Games is at 60. 25, 6, and 4th. A lot of stuff happened here. I think all of it made sense. And I, I, I love that you basically got two storylines out of it. Uh, the two Australians or the two um, New Zealanders of uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. And then you got the, the which I thought was great. And you got the story of of the Rhea Ripley and Shayna stuff that was going on that was really good. And like everybody kind of everyone showed out and bought out during this match. I loved I loved all this. I, this was highly entertaining from start to finish. I care. Arisa Hoshiki versus Jungle Kiona. This is from Stardom. It got a first place vote, uh, twenty six overall points and five total votes. El Barbaro Capinario versus Titan. February twenty second, uh, twenty seven four, and it did get a first place vote. Naito versus Abushi. Of oh, oh, New Japan Cup. <laughs> my birthday. Mm. Where they dropped each other on their necks gloriously for my day of birth. <laughs> 27, 6, and 4th are the numbers for Naito versus Abushi. Osprey versus A-Kid. This match is awesome. On March 30. 27, 6, Oh, I love this match. You talking about this one or you talking about Pog versus Karen Noir? Both. Osprey AK is so good. I'll send you the link to that one. Okay. So Osprey yet again, uh, getting it in. Osprey versus AK is so good. And then both are up for free on YouTube. Mm. Pog versus Karen Noir on Riptide. Uh, we're talking. That match is so good. July 5th. Oh. 27-62nd. That match, Pac, that was close to making my list. Mm. Um, if if I have, if my list have 15 spots. Which team some matches that would make that list? Yeah, Pac versus Karen Noir would definitely, definitely would, definitely would make my list. Next up, we got Shihiro Hashimoto versus Sabri. This is uh, Sonata Sendai Girls on June 8th. 29, 7, and 3. Momo Watanabe versus Jungle Kiona on March 3rd. At Stardom, 29, 8, and 2nd. Shingo Takagi versus... Oh, I love this match. Yeah. Shingo was so good last year. Shingo had an incredible year. A lot of good stuff there. May 13th. Uh, 36 and Titus vote was fifth. Okada versus Ishii. This match was was, was good. 36 and second. Uh, this is number 51, and that's how this part ends. Number part 50. 51. So now we're going. Oh, to the top this three. was good. Daisuke Sekimoto and Walter versus Yuji Hino and Yuji Okabayashi. 31, six and third. Is our, this is numbers. pretty good. David this is like Mercedes Martinez. Hmm. All right. Thirty-one, six, uh, seven, and second. Interesting. Interesting. Forty-eight. Kento Miyahara versus Naoya Nomura. One first place vote. Four thirty-two. Thirty-two overall points. Yep. Yep. Let's see here. We've got Ben K versus Masaki Mosuzuki. 
This is Dragon Gate. 32-5 yeah. and second was his highest vote. Hanson versus Ricochet and Black. This was dope. Uh, this is from Takeover New York. This this actually kicked off Takeover New York's uh, main show. Thirty-seven, seven, and second. This was a really, really good match. Highly, yeah, I, I can I can agree with this. Uh, this first statement here by a novelist. Uh, and, and most underrated match of the year. This was this was really, really good. And this was probably the best. This was definitely the best Takeover to me last year. Uh, was Takeover New York. I thought this uh this was a really good Takeover from start to finish. So I, I can completely understand it, uh, the sentiment here. Jericho versus Naito uh, in the Dome. This was probably my favorite match of last year's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, th- this was this was a very good match from start to finish. Slightly over to me, Okada J White I thought was second. I really did enjoy that Okada J White because of the story surrounding the Rainmaker and how Okada couldn't hit it. But this match was really good, and I, I love how Jericho played it out. This was the start of Jericho's incredible year, and Naito who killed it as kind of the guy kind of defending New Japan's honor, in, in a sense. So I, I, this, was, this was fun. 44, Will Ospreay. Ospreay versus Robbie Eagles. Uh, 39 votes. First. 43, the first Dardem mm. one from OTT. Not, not the one from October. That's gonna be That's probably next week. We're gonna see that next week. But um but yeah, Star and Devlin, this is Star Devlin one. Uh 39, 10, and third, uh, where it's numbers. Uh uh Ariza Oshigi Oshiki versus Tan Nakano. That's uh that's June sixteenth. Mike Mike, the the Joshi universe is gonna be like strangling your name. <laughs> like Arisa Hoshiki. Arisa Hoshiki. Oh, these are these are names that are new. I, well, I must admit, these are names that are new to me. So um, so I'll try to pronounce them as best I, I, I can. Mike does not watch Stardom, my friend. I, I I did not get into Star. I am not into Stardom yet. I have not go. Uh, I've always into Stardom. I ha- I, I haven't watched my fair share of Stardom yet. I know mm-hmm. some of my social media watch boys are trying to get me into it, uh, mm-hmm. and I will oblige. Let's see. Um, next up, we got uh, at 40, Kota Bushi versus Will Ospreay. We sort skipped one. Hiroshima versus... Yeah, that's right. Hiroshima versus uh, Kanesuke Takashita on the December 3rd. Yeah, 42-5, and it got the first place vote. That's 41. Now we get to 40 of Abushi Ospreay. This is Abushi Ospreay from, the, uh, from G1. G1. <laughs> 43-10 and third was the highest... His highest uh, vote. Well, Zonka voted in this as well. A reliable. Rocky Romero, Rocky Romero versus El Fantasma. This is 39th from New Japan. May 24th. 44-8, and they got a first place vote. Oh, the Shingo Dragon Lee from Bats of the Super Juniors. Holy mm. fuck, that man. This is 38th. 44-9, and they got a first place vote. Saray oh. versus Mako Satamora. Uh, did get a first place vote, 45-8, and it got a first place uh, vote here. Walter versus David Starr. This is the tw- on the June 23rd. 44-11, and they got a third place vote. Did I vote that one? 
I mean, you just revealed. Oh, I voted Walter Devlin, not yeah, Walter. You voted Walter Devlin. Night over versus Bushi. Night over This is from uh, April sixth. MSG. So weekend. And um, forty-eight ten, and they, they did get a first place vote. Metallica versus Virus, May thirty-first, CMLL. Virus. Virus is how he says it. Oh, Virus. Okay. Uh, 51, 8, and 2nd. Oh, numbers. this one's good. Yuki Ishikawa versus, versus Timothy Thatcher. Who just got signed to WWE, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, him and uh, Killer Cross. I saw, I saw that they were both uh, two major signees uh, to WWE. I saw that yesterday. Uh, they're going to be in the PC for uh, for a minute. Uh, I, I, did, I did see that. Uh, 53, 7, and 2nd, where it's two, uh, it's, it's, uh, numbers for number I 32. love 32. Black Taurus, Laredo Kid, Puma King versus Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Hoarders. It's just luchadors doing crazy shit. Okay. <laughs> the best place to do crazy shit at. Alright. And they threw money in the ring afterwards. <laughs> nice. He <laughs> basically just shut up and take our money. Nice, I like it. Job, uh, and we'll take your money. <laughs> we rain down coins uh, on the Mexican. 53-9 and a first place vote for this match. Laredo Kid versus El Higo. Yo, Del Vecino. Yes, Vekingo. this match was fucking good. June 9th, uh, we're looking at 55-9 in the first place vote. It's at 31. Now we're in the top. We're in the top 30. Abushi Okada uh, from the finals of the, uh, the, the A block final, I think it was. It was one of the block finals from, from G1. A block final. It was A block, yeah. Uh, 59 10. Yes, yeah, so Jay White won block B. Uh, 59 10 in the first place vote. Oh, my heart's broken. I just walked ahead. Okada versus Minoru Suzuki on August 31st. Uh, we're talking 60. 13, and it got a first place vote. That's 29. Naito versus Ibushi on June 9th. Oh, June 9th show must have been dope. Uh, let's see here. 62. That's Dominion. Oh, that's Dominion. Okay, 62-9 in the first place vote. Uh, that's number 28. 27. Ooh, wow. Okay, uh, that's Devon Walter from March 16th. That's not the one you were talking I, about. I just it? saw two straight over my badges. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, the, the Devil Walter, I thought that was later in the year. No, Devil and Walter is 316. Oh, the, oh, okay, that was the date. Oh, oh, wow. Highest vote was yeah. second, which is which is you. No, the no, mine was eighth. Oh, yours was eighth. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not yours. Yeah, that's not you. Uh, but yeah, but it, it's, it made your top ten. And I did, and again, I did watch this match last week. I, I did enjoy it. Uh, it, was, it was really good. Love the action in it. Love the drama. Love the, love the crowd. How hyped the crowd was. I love the commentate. The commentators were awesome. I love the commentators here and, and the match as well. And then double in my heart, Okada Sonata from G1. My 10th match. That's 26th. Yeah, okay. So I have, I, have, I have eight matches going into the top 25. Yep, you have eight matches. Technically, so I have all my matches in the top 30. Hmm. All your matches in the top 30, but, but, your, but your top 8 will probably make the top 25. 
So there you go. So that's your look at what matches basically 260. My top seven is all in the top 25. <clears throat> basically from 260 to 26. That's effectively what we just did is um, look up all these matches here and look up how they were. So that's what your that's what your top matches of the year have been so far for 2019. But I guess to get take it back to, to bring it up to 2020, probably should go over some stuff that happened here. Uh, let's see. The last thing we really didn't do was SmackDown. The, the, the previous SmackDown that happened. Oh God. As SmackDown tries to uh, put pieces together after the Royal Rumble, uh, the first segment was Roman Reigns and the Usos. Uh, they were going to have a six-man tag with K- uh, Corbin in his court. Roman raised, Reigns decided to raise the stakes. Where well, the person who got involved got pinned or was made to submit has to eat dog food. Because obviously that's what started this whole thing. Of Reigns uh, getting dog food shoved all over him. This segment was kind of bad. Uh, let's see here. Heavy Machinery versus Revival versus Miz and Morrison versus the Lucha House Party. This was a fatal four-way match for the uh, tag title. Number one contendership for New Day's tag titles. And as needed, Miz and Morrison got the job done. This was a solid match, but it was Miz and Morrison getting it done um, and getting the pin uh, with Starship Pain, with uh, Skullcrossing Finale and Starship Pain by Miz and Morrison. So they are the number one contenders for the tag titles. I'd imagine the shot's going to come in Elimination Chamber against the New Day. We're getting a dirt sheet on Friday. <coughs> I'm here for this. We're going to get a dirt sheet. The going to be great. So that, that is awesome. Um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus Alexa and Nikki. Uh, Bliss and Cross with the win, uh, beating Fire and Desire. But the main story from this, uh, from the night for the between Fire and Desire, was that Mandy Rose is going to go on a date with. Uh, shut with up, Otis Alexa. Shut up. All oh, right, that's right. He's got one of those. But uh, but yeah, it's um, Loma's Bliss and Nikki get the win, but. It's going to be Mandy Rose going on a date with Otis for Valentine's Day. So that, that's actually, that storyline continued. Uh, Nakamura versus Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental Championship. It worked out as probably as much as people would expect. Sami Zayn and Cesaro did their best to try to save the title for Shinsuke. But ultimately, the strength and power of Braun Strowman was just way too much. Strowman wins the match. Strowman becomes the new Intercontinental Champion. Finally, Strowman gets a singles title in WWE. So we'll see what Braun can do with the IC title. Good luck Braun. trying to beat him. Sheamus versus Shorty G. They ran it back from the Royal Rumble. This match was actually good, too. I will say, these, these are two pretty good matches between these two guys. I want to see, obviously, the, the Sheamus fight better competition. Not that Shorty G is bad, but Sheamus is obviously going to try to figure his way, I'm sure, into better competition and better stuff. I'd like to see him versus Strowman. I think that would actually be a pretty entertaining one uh, feud. But Sheamus gets it done with a broke to the dome, beating Chad Gable, and gets, and continuing his way on his way back. Let's see here. We've got uh, Naomi interrupting Bailey as Bailey beats uh, Lacey Evans and is moving onward and upward to the next thing. I don't know what that helmet thing was on Naomi's head, but it was but it was it was very interesting. And it seems obvious it's going to be Naomi's going to go after her, the SmackDown Women's Championship. And try to win it for a third time. Naomi vs. Bailey should be good though, so I'm here for this. And now we get to the main event of Reigns and the Usos, aka the Bloodline versus Corbin and his court. Ultimately, it was Reigns getting the pin. This was this match was okay, nothing special, kind of a, a a little bit lesser version of the match that happened the previous week. But it was Reigns 
uh, getting the pin over Corbin on a small pat on a roll up. Corbin was was handcuffed and forced to eat dog food as Usos uh, posed for trolling pictures. So that was really SmackDown. Show was okay, nothing really special. Goldberg's apparently going to be on the show this week. I don't know what he's doing, but Goldberg's apparently going to be on the show this week. Saudi Arabia. That's clearly what I, that's, as Goldberg is trying to redeem himself for that garbage that was last last year at Blood Money Three. Let's take you it to Raw. Had two shows over the weekend: New oh, Beginning in oh, Sapporo, Night One. Okay. Two matches to go over here. Kazuchika Okada and John Moxley te- teamed for the first time ever mm. to take on Tai Chi and uh, John Moxley. Tai Chi and Suzuki beat Okada and Moxley as Suzuki takes the Gotch power driver to John Moxley. Mm. Um, this was pretty good. Here, so you like building up what Suzuki versus Mox for, for the US yeah, title? Yeah, for for the uh, US title for the okay. uh, for the uh, new beginning in Osaka next weekend, mm. the ninth. Okay. Evil and Big Tamishi, they just beat the shit out of each other. Lariats, headbutts, bombs. They just beat the shit out of each other. Four and a half star match. The stuff you would expect from those two. Tremendous pacing in the airfall. Hard hitting. Just big Tomishi being big Tomishi. Beats Evil in 21-15. Hiroki Goto versus Shingo. Shingo wins. Um, Last of the Dragon pins Goto. And Shingo is the never open weight champion. Mm, you should be good with that belt. That's going to be nice. We won a fucking Shingo Big Tom Never Open Weight Championship feud. That would actually be good. That would actually be very good. Um, Again, these two big brooding monsters beat the living shit out of each other gloriously. And it was a beautiful war of hosses. Just simple. Bombs, lariats, chops. This and defense is optional. So, yep. That's that. And then New Beginning in us Sapporo Night 2. So, your two favorite wrestlers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. When, 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 when you hear that music, you know you're in for an excellent match. Mm-hmm. It's my match. favorite combination of wrestlers in, in wrestling today. Is Osprey versus uh? That's my favorite one on one. Is Osprey versus uh? Saber definitely is my favorite one on one. And they fucking delivered because <laughs> Saber fucking beat him. Um, Osprey tries to hit a shooting star, hits a shooting star, short Stormbreaker is countered again, Sabre gets a Cobra Trips, counters, Osprey counters, like in G1, but, but Sabre has the cover twist in for too long, and 
Osprey passes out. 28 minutes of gloriousness. So it was it was beautiful wrestling. And then Okada Taichi. Taichi was uh, their match. Um, they tried to sell Taichi as Okada's equal. And they forced the narrative. But, but it was a good match. They hit a suit. Okada hit all his greatest hits. So, very good stuff. Um, I would go shade under four for Okada Taiichi. I go four okay. and three quarters for Osprey Saber. Raw was pretty good. Raw actually was good. <laughs> Raw, Raw was Raw was actually not to say that Raw. New Japan wasn't good. No, but, but Raw had Raw had a lot of good stuff to, to really dive into here. The Randy Orton Pardon? stuff was pretty. <laughs> Love and I love this, and the crowd play right into it. That's what made this segment really good. <clears throat> it's the fact that okay, Orton didn't explain anything. Okay, fine, but the fact that the crowd made sure that he couldn't. Hey, I think that was awesome. Like, every time Orton tried to speak, the crowd was on him. This was like Roman Reigns peak booing. Good, how 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 hot the crowd was. No, it, no, with the Roman Reigns stuff, it was pure apathy. With Randy Orton, you want to see this. Edge kick his ass with Roman yes. Reigns. Pure apathy. No, not 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 now. But like back back when Roman Reigns was getting booed out of built like 2015. When we when we were in the building for that shit. When we were fed I, up. I would actually I would argue like 2017 when we were when we or 20 the year when he fought Taker to close WrestleMania. Yeah, that's 2017. Well, remember, I remember, meant you, I like, meant 2015. I meant 2015 when he was booed out of the building. I meant yeah. 2015 when when we when not you but not me. When, uh, I was one of the few that actually wanted like wanted Reigns to win because I, I like I wanted to see Reigns Lesnar but but it, yeah but a lot of people were, were yeah, they booed him heavy but Orton was booed hard uh, by the by the crowd on on Raw and I thought it, it really led into the story very well so I'm I'm here for this. Let's uh, not talk about it. Move on. Rewrite. Yeah, Ruby Riot coming back is a good thing, but other than that, yeah, let's not have this. Uh, McIntyre disposed of Mojo Rally fairly quickly. We're keeping we're keeping some uh, some um, keeping Drew McIntyre going. That's the whole point of this whole rivalry. So that's all point of this. So good job, Drew did his part. Uh, let's see. Next up, this is a good six man tag. Kevin Owens with Viking Raiders versus Buddy Murphy and AOP. This was a good six man tag. It's unfortunate that Hanson got hurt uh, at the start of it, or kind of like part of the way through. And then, so he was out of the match, and then Roe got stomped by Rollins. Um, uh, Eric, actually, Eric got, got stomped by Rollins on the outside. While, um, yeah, so that, that was the first elimination, and so Owens was basically three-on-one with Seth's crew. Ivar was the one that, got, uh, that ran, that dove directly into the LED board. So he hurt his shoulders. He was out of the game. <laughs> so he took out Buddy Murphy with a pop-up powerbomb, and he got a stunner on Akum to get him out. But I, but... Razor was a little bit too much. Uh, he was, he's the muscle. He's the bigger version of the AOP. Uh, he ended up winning the match with some spine busters. But this was a good match. This was a good six-man tag between the six of them. This is entertaining. Alistair versus, uh, versus Eric Young. Alistair doing his part to, to kick people in the face as hard as he possibly can. Uh, Alistair gets it done with Black Mask. I, I want to see Alistair do more stuff with better competition. 
the Buddy Murphy stuff was great. I don't know why they stopped that. Like, we need to see Alistair with, with, um, doing more stuff with better opponents. This was entertaining. I like this segment a lot. <clears throat> so, this was going to be, look at Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo as, as Angel debuts on Raw. But and they got into a good fight. This is a quality fight with um, Garza getting the best of it. It looked like he was going to finish off Humberto until Rey Mysterio came out to make the save. Which turned into a good one-on-one between Mysterio versus Angel Garza. And ultimately, it was Garza needed to Rey Mysterio's face into the concrete, similar to how Andrade got it last week. But this is a very good segment. I, I am a, I'm a fan of this. I like how the flow was going here. <clears throat> really, really well done. When um, when Ray and Andrade get back, I love I love to see a tag match between the four of them. It's highly entertaining. Charlotte talks. Charlotte talks and does nothing, but then Rhea comes out to really make this segment hot. And there's more on this on NXT. I'll, I'll get to NXT in a little bit. But uh, Charlotte doesn't make her move, but Rhea then suggests, why not go to N- why not fight me for the NXT Women's Championship? A move that I would be all for. I think that would be very entertaining. I'd, I'd be totally cool with it. But, uh, but Charlotte, again, doesn't make her decision, but Rhea makes things very interesting. Again, more on that when we get to NXT. Oscar versus Natty was highly entertaining. I thought this was a very good match between the two of them. I thought they were really, really good together. Real good chemistry. Real good physicality between the two. Natty, as she showed on Twitter, has uh, got, got a little bit of a bruise. It looked like a shiner uh, above her, her right eye, or below her right eye. She got a little bit of a bruise there. But it was a very good match nonetheless. Asuka finally put Natty away with the Asuka lock, but this was highly entertaining. This led to Asuka and Kyrie saying double-teaming Natty, and the Beth Phoenix, and, uh, Becky Lynch making the save. Becky and Asuka are going to run it back. I would imagine for at the um, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Philly, I'd imagine that's when this is going to go down. But this was a very good match. Uh, we close with a triple threat match of Rollins, Lashley, and Ricochet. Winner gets Brock Lesnar at a Blood Money 4, a.k.a. Super Showdown. Uh, this was a, a pretty solid triple threat. And we thought Rollins' crew came out to try to help out uh, Seth and make it basically a layup for him to go face Brock. But uh, they, were thro- they were fought off by Ivar and Kevin Owens. Uh, they made the save making this a one-on-one. And ultimately, it was Ricochet getting it done and pitting Seth Rollins to win the match. Then after this, Brock Lesnar immediately F5 with, with no hesitation. He, he got F5, and uh, Ricochet got F5 to close the show. So it's going to be Lesnar versus Ricochet at Super Showdown, a.k.a. Blood Money 4. That's going to be entertaining. Brock Lesnar is going to try to throw him back to North America. I think that's how, that's how far he's going to try to throw him. I mean, he's he, he going to try to... Oh, Ricochet's going to be... The flight doesn't over. get Ricochet there, Lesnar will. Yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Lesnar's going to throw... Oh, man, he's going to throw him so much. Uh, you want to do AEW or you want to do NXT next? Do NXT. Right, I want so, to see uh, who returned. NXT, Matt, NXT was good tonight, and a lot of stuff happened here. So here's how this go down as we get closer to Takeover Portland uh, coming up. Bruiserweights promised to become NXT Tag Team Champions. This was a good opening segment. A lot of talking between the Bruiserweights and really Fish and O'Reilly 
uh, setting up their tag match at TakeOver Portland. More on this later on. Angel Garza versus Swerve Scott. This is a pretty good first match. As Garza alone goes and face Swerve. It was Swerve that got pinned at Worlds Collide to lose Garza's NXT Cruiserweight Championship to, to Jordan Devlin. Good match. Good, a good one-on-one. And Garza would get the pin at, with a wing clipper, but this is highly entertaining from start to finish. And this led to Garza coming after... He's, he's stating he's coming after Devlin. More Jordan Devlin later on. Good match, though. Dodge Covers versus Killian Day, and this match was set up in the PC earlier on in the day. Uh, and this turned into... Dajakovic having to beat the bigger Killian Dane. What was a solid match? Not great. Not as good as Damian Priest versus uh, Dajakovic, but a solid match. It was uh, Dajakovic getting it done with the Feast Your Eyes. Keith Lee then came out to the stage, and they made it official on the stage. We're getting, this is my favorite one-on-one combination in WWE right now. Lee Dajakovic 4 for the, for the North American Championship at TakeOver Portland. We're finally getting a TakeOver match between Lee and Dajakovic, and it's for the North American Championship. I'm here for this. Let's go. What? Balor and Gargano had a really good verbal confrontation between the two of them. There was a lot of heat and animosity in, in the in the rooms uh, between the two. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a serious fight at a, at a takeover Portland between the two. I'm I'm here for this. So that that was good. That was a good that was a good segment. Mercedes Martinez versus Casey Cannizzaro. This was a solid match. Uh, kind of a what your advertising situation for the two of them, but I think it had big futures in NXT and the women's division. By the way, NXT women's division is incredibly strong. I wish a couple Incredibly of these deep. women would go would, would go to UK because that division is weak to me. But uh, this the NXT women's division in the states is deep and talented with a whole lot of flows and a whole lot of styles. Very good division. Solid match between the two. Nothing special, but solid match. So, the first part of the deal, uh, you undisputed there pretty much throughout the first hour of the show. We're looking for Tommaso Ciampa. Because Ciampa jumped all three. Ciampa uh, fished stronger than O'Reilly last week and beat him up with lead pipes. And it basically sealed his match with, with, uh, with Cole for takeover Portland with a powerbomb through the table. X marks the spot, if you will. More on that later. Uh, we got to, they finally found Ciampa. Well, Ciampa really found them. Pretty much the same spot that he jumped them last week. Chopper got the drop on Cole Strong and Fish Strong and O'Reilly in the back, and then fought Cole out of the ring until Undisputed Era came out to subdue him and make this a four-on-one situation. The Broser Waits will come out to make the save, and this led to a full-scale, all-out fight between the seven of them, and a very good match, to, a very good situation to boot. Regal will make a six-man tag. Strong was the one not involved as, as a legal participant in it. But this is a very good uh, brawl between the seven of them at the midway point of the show. Next up, we got Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Breeze. I mentioned Devlin was going to be on the show this week. Devlin versus Breeze was good. Devlin brought the fight to Breeze right away during Breeze's entrance as he, as he did the, the pose on the ring apron. And Breeze really put up a fight. Breeze put up a very good fight in this match, to be honest. He really did. Breeze the Grizzly division is a good look. I think Tyler Breeze is very solid in the Cruiserweight division. And all and Breeze took, gave Devlin his best shots, including the supermodel kick and the imprinter. But ultimately, it was the Devlin side, which would take Breeze down for three. But this was a very good showing by Tyler Breeze. And Devlin did his thing, so this was quality stuff. Devlin is awesome. More of Devlin, the better. 
Let's keep doing this. Now we get to probably the, and this is the NXT save. I think they're two best segments for last. First with the women, with uh, with Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte coming in, coming back to NXT, uh, on full sale. Shanka and Charlotte and Bianca, they had a nice segment. They they had some, some banter, some trash talking against each other. Charlotte showed some respect to Bianca, uh, and then kind of dissed the both both her and Rhea. Uh, in the, the process of uh, the promo, quality stuff. Rhea came out to to, to to say her piece. Charlotte ultimately made no decision, but both Rhea and Charlotte, both Rhea and Bianca made their intentions known that the winner of their match absolutely wants Charlotte at WrestleMania. So I like how they're continuing to stir this pot here. But Bianca and Rhea agreed on one thing: they are NXT, as opposed to Charlotte was NXT. As Rhea and Bianca will promptly drop Charlotte on her face. So one would imagine, and I kind of hope this happens, Charlotte may be in Portland <clears throat> to take care of some business and to get a little bit of revenge on the winner of the title match between Bianca and Rhea, as they immediately turn their attention to each other after they drop Charlotte on her face. This was good. This was a big, big moment. I, I'm I'm here for um I like this. And if Charlotte chooses Rhea, I think it'd be very good. It'd be something really brand new. We haven't seen it. Or if it's Bianca who wins, that would also be really good. Now we get to the main event of Undisputed Era versus Ciampa and the Broserweights. Hard hitting six man tag, physical stuff all the way through. Roddy Strong got involved pretty much from bell to bell, and this turned to a DQ win for Ciampa and the Broserweights. Eventually. They took out the Chasing the Dragon by Fish and O'Reilly to Riddle. Um, and then high-low, actually, that was to Dunn. And then high-low to Dunn, uh, to Riddle there. Riddle took the second move. And it was eventually four-on-one, strong hit, end of heartache on Champa, And it looked like they were going to finish off Cole the same way that Cole did, a little bit of the same way, as they put a X marks the spot, if you will, on Champa's back. And it looked like Cole was going to finish him off with the last shot. And just when it was about to go down, the lights go out. We get three rings. Two, five, twenty. Those three rings morph into one with the three with the tri meaning only one thing. The return of the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen makes his return, and Velveteen came in swinging. Double axe handle to Roddy. And then he, w- he went one-on-four against, against Undisputed Era and came out on top. Velveteen came out swinging and didn't miss. He, he took them all on and handled his business all the way through. But the main target is obviously Roddy Strong. As Roddy was the one that took him out in the first place. Uh, as, as Velveteen took that injury in the fall. So Velveteen's back with a vengeance. He came in swinging for Roddy Strong. I'm guessing this is going to be obviously TakeOver. This has to be for TakeOver for the Velveteen versus Roddy. Now everyone's got a dance partner as TakeOver Portland's taking shape. We've got Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. I'm imagining it's going to be Velveteen versus Roddy. We're going to get the uh, the women's championship match of Bianca versus Rhea Ripley. we got the tag title match of Brozoweights versus Fish and O'Reilly. we got Gargano versus Ciampa. And the, uh, the, not Gargano versus Ciampa. we got Gargano versus Balor. And then we got the main event of Ciampa versus Cole. The NXT Championship take over poor looks like it's gonna be dope. What happened in AEW? AEW Dynamite. 
Um, you don't really have it's. It don't really have space on the card to have a seventh match. That's the thing. Well, champion Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara join join commentary for Jake John Moxley versus Ortiz. They have a good little match. Death Rider finishes um, Ortiz. Um, three three and a quarter stars. But Santana attacks. Gets laid out by Death Rider. Teases Jericho with the keys to the car. Gives it to him. He stabs Santana with the he stabs keys. stabs him in the right eye. Right in the right eye. The inner circle checks. It was a really good promo later on in the evening by Santana. Yes. Too. Yes, there was a really good promo by Santana saying an eye for an eye. Um, they're going to have a match next week. Mm-hmm. SCU versus Best Friends. More Dark Order shit. <laughs> at the end. Now, Daniels didn't come out of the ring for this, apparently. Kazakh could uh, red to win. So, SCU is still the number one contenders. First match, Dark Order lays out SCU. Orange hits the ring. They overtime a Dark Order match. Orange refuses, and they attack. Daniels makes the save. Refuses to. The Dark Order refuses to attack and leaves. Then we got Britt Baker versus Yuka Second. We got these promos with MJF. Um, used the walk behind her line from Dusty's famous promos, and. He'll whip Cody into submission before he'll never walk behind her again. I love how MCF did his homework throughout this whole this whole rivalry. That's what I like about this. He absolutely did his homework and, and well, with some of the stuff that he's saying in this. Yuga Sakazaki defeats Britt Baker, but Baker lays her out with the ring bell, kicked the back of her head, knocking out a tooth, locked her on the bloody Yuka. And then the elite. What are you going to say? I'm saying Britt Baker has really become the best heel in terms of the women's wrestlers in, in AEW. Yeah. She's absolutely become the best. And within three weeks, too. She did it within three weeks. She's become the best heel of the women's wrestlers in AEW. Very impressed. Britt Baker, I mean, the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Bros defeat the elite. Um, double Stomp Package Pile Driver Pro. Pile driver combo on to Hangman Page is done. Tony arrives, interviews Kenny Omega. Pac is here being a bastard, saying he left Nakazawa for dead, but he'll go after Riho, who is Omega's supposed girlfriend. And he agrees to the match. He may be a bastard, but he's not beast, but he, she is. This leads to Nia Rose attacking and powering Riho. Onto I am the table and um now it gets the title shot next week and then Kip Sabian Joey Janela had a um um normal match here but then next week we have Max versus Santana Riho versus Nowars and Omega and Page versus SCU for the tag titles. And in two weeks, we have the Tag Team Battle Royal for the title shot. 
Um, and then Cody versus Wardlow in three weeks. We have Kenny versus Pac in an Iron Man match. Mm. But Cody gets his ass whipped. <laughs> And you know what? I love how this segment was played out, too. Yes, I, I do, too. The emotional angle of it, the, like, MJF becoming the ultra heel in this situation. Now we got an emotional hook, and now everybody wants to see Cody destroy him at, a, at, at the pay-per-view. We got Wardlow with the last two shots. Ooh. With the last... And then MJF with the last shot across the chest. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you saw, like the the Bucks, the Elite came out. The, the like the Bucks came out. We had uh, let's see who else. Like Brandy. Brandy came out. Broke uh, kind of uh, broke character with the whole Nightmare Collective stuff. Obviously, Brandy being married to Cody. Uh, we had Dustin Rhodes came out. Uh, for part of this, we, we had we had a, a Arn. Cody. Hmm? Yeah, Arn came out. Arn was the first to come out. And then, and then it was Besides uh, all the uh, heels. Yes. Yeah. Now all the heels came out to kind of watch it uh, on stage. Like, it, it was, it was wild. But Cody took it, and it was. I like how it was played up of the whole night, where everybody, or like Taz talked about it. Like I love how it was played out the whole night. Like they talked about how, um, imbe- like humiliating this is. And that was the point of this was obviously to humiliate Cody, uh, for for this whole thing. But Cody took it. Cody took all ten, and now. He's one step closer to the battle that he's going to have and have to face Wardlow in the cage in Atlanta. So this rivalry continues. Super Bowl. It was a good game. Uh, It was was not a legendary game. Not a legendary one, no, but this was a good game. And it was... Kyle Shanahan not learning anything from his previous mistakes uh, with a 10-point lead and a really good run game and against a team who can't stop the run, you chose to stop the run yourself. You learned nothing from 28-3. to You deserve to lose. Now, I will say, Pat Mahomes had a good game and he had a great fourth quarter. But to me... But it's Damian Williams. It was absolutely Damian Williams. Uh, Absolutely, that should have been Damian Williams' award. He was the best... I think he was the best chief. On the night, Mahomes had an excellent quarter, don't get me wrong. But Damian Williams absolutely, to me, was Super Bowl MVP. Three touchdowns, including the, one, including the game winner and the one that iced it. Damian Williams was really, really good. Obviously, the signature play is the Tyreek Hill bomb. But, honestly, Damian Williams was the best player for the Chiefs. He, I think he should have been MVP. So, Kansas City wins their first title in 50 years. Andy Reid gets his, gets, finally gets a ring. Pat Mahomes becomes the second youngest QB to get one. Ben Roethlisberger being the youngest. And the Chiefs had the parade earlier today uh, in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey had a good speech. Not Jason Kelsey, legendary, but it was good. They're claiming they got a million people at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently they're claiming a million. And somebody got somebody decided to drive on the parade route, and they had a squad. Like like half the Kansas City Police Department stopped him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't see this video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true story. It's on, okay, there's one of two videos on Twitter that made the rounds in Kansas City during the parade. So that's the first one. Uh, there was a, a dude. Somebody tried to drive, literally drove on the parade route, right? 
and like half the half the Kansas City Police Department stopped them. Several of them crashing into the car, and they all came out with, with a gun. Was that a speed chase? Huh? No, it wasn't even high speed. It was just the fact that he was on the parade route, and uh, like all the streets should have been blocked should have been blocked off, and the dude was on the parade route. He should have been. It wasn't even high speed. Yeah. It was just the fact that he was the wrong. He just decided to be stupid and, and drive on the parade route. Boy, the man. second one being some somebody a Chiefs fan was uh was in one of the trees trying to get a better view of the parade, and his pants are down. So like so the full moon is out, right? The oh God! Moon... No! 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 <laughs> kid you not? Kid you? Kid you not? It's on Twitter. Bar Bar on Twitter too. Kid you not? Full moon is out. And instead, like, he's, he's on the tree, and then all of a sudden, like, he, he's trying to get to a higher branch, and instead he falls probably a good 20, 30 feet out of I, the I tree. Thought, I thought it would the have been pants, a lot worse. The I pants are still there. No, it, it, had, it, no, it had to be bad. He landed on somebody. He had to I, land I on thought, somebody. I thought he would have started pooping. <laughs> no, dude landed back first. He had to land on somebody. Somebody got the moon in broad day. That's not good. That's still bad. No, no, Mike, Mike. I thought he would have started pooping on the on the people. Oh, that that that, that actually would have been very bad. Yes, that would have been pretty bad. That would have been pretty bad. But landing on landing on somebody with, with the cheeks out that that's 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 pretty awful. But yeah, so that's, that's some of the highlights of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, parade t- uh, today. Then, then the bomb show that happened last night with the Mookie Betts trade. Yes, the as Mookie Betts. As the LA Dodgers are determined to win the World Series for the first time since 1988, they are determined to uh, try to win the title. So, as it turns out, they uh, Mookie Betts, and this is actually a trade for the Dodgers that wasn't all that terrible. And part of this was because of David Price. Part of this was because of the David Price deal. Uh, David Price making is making a massive contract, and that's honestly why I think this deal was was done and why they didn't really trade uh, too much here because they they they're, they're paying a bunch of that deal. So Mookie Betts gets traded to it was a three team trade between the the uh, the Twins, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers. The gist of it is that Betts goes to L.A. Him and Cody Bellinger basically become a dynamic duo of destruction uh, for, for baseballs everywhere. <coughs> Kids of Maeda will be going to Minnesota. So that's, that's a really good part of the deal. And Boston will get a little bit, you know, get a couple prospects, one from each team. So Boston gets like going to be nice going forward. So it's actually a pretty respectable trade for Boston as they get a little bit, some prospects and a much needed cat relief. Also, David Price going to play. Boston saving money, uh, David Price and Mookie Betts going to L.A., and then Kenta Maeda going to Minnesota. Maeda's going to help out the Minnesota rotation, who who needed some help. So that's actually a good move for – I think all three teams had a, a pretty good move here uh, in this deal. Obviously, L.A. won the deal, and Boston will finish third in the deal. But it was a good deal for all three teams. And Minnesota got some much-needed pitching. <clears throat> The Dodgers got to line up with seven all-stars and two second-year guys who are really good prospects. And the Twins get some pitching. And Boston gets some, gets some youth and saves some money as they're dangerously close to luxury tax. 
And we're going to probably finish third in the AL East anyway, with the, Twins, with, the Denver, with the Braves and Yankees. Then the Dodgers still flip uh, Jack Peterson, because they're out there in the Super Crowded. They flip Jack Peterson to their, their neighbors and the Angels. So now the Angels have a good outfit all of a sudden, without being Trout and Peterson in it. So now the Angels making some moves, <clears throat> which is nice. So that's really baseball. Plus the Chris Bryant watch, he's pretty much the next guy on, on watch now. As the Phillies are interesting for Chris Bryant, and pretty much every, every media person is clamoring for the Phillies to make it hot and get Chris Bryant. <clears throat> the real question is going to be how much the price is to get him. Probably going to be astronomical. Um, considering he's got two years of control left, it probably is going to cost you a pretty penny. Although he's 28, is one of the best third basemen in the game, so it should cost you a penny, uh, a pretty penny here. And I think it'll cost you Ali Fom, and it'll probably cost you a couple other dudes to um to make this deal hot. But I think it's that's the price I think it takes. You know, Chris Bryant being a guy who's a franchise caliber player, I think it's a move you probably have to make. So we'll see if it actually happens. But that's probably the move that's gonna have it's gonna have to go down uh, in this situation. Then we got a four-team deal in the NBA. Last Can we talk, talk about the New York Knicks and Steve Mills first? Oh, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Mills getting fired. And, and he's, and he's targeting Masai Ojiri. Do you think Masai Ojiri is going to go to the <laughs> New York Knicks? Nah. Nah. Why? Why would he leave? He just won a title in Toronto. Why would he leave? He's got a really good situation where he's A, won a title, and B, is on a Toronto team. The, the Milwaukee's the best team in the league. Toronto is still a contender. Why would he leave? Why would yeah. he leave the top of Mount Everest to go to the bottom of the Grand Canyon? That makes zero sense to me. I think he will stay right where he is. And I think he should stay right where he is. It makes zero sense for him to leave. I, I say he goes nowhere. So we had a four-team deal last night as well. Uh, in, in the NBA. And the risk of the Rockets, the Rockets are running a tremendous risk in this situation. So 14, What's up? Rockets got Roko. Yeah, so the 14 deal, so between Houston, Denver, Atlanta, Atlanta made another deal while this show's been going on. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. The Rockets... Yeah, they, they, they get Robert Covington, and Quinn Capella gets flipped to Atlanta. That's a – the Hawks I, – I, I like the Hawks going forward. I really do. Like, this year was chalked when uh, John Collins got suspended, but watch, Atlanta next year, they could be real nice next year. This is a 14-12 player deal. Um, Denver, and for their part of the deal, they got Shabazz Napier. Kentabase Diop, who's a, who's a respectable center. I think he would be a good back at the Jokic. Or he's going to, he could start with Jokic even. Noah Vonley and the injured guard Gerald Green. Atlanta gets Houston center Nene Hilario. So Houston trades both their centers. Um, Minnesota gets Evan Turner in the deal as well and Jared Vanderbilt. And the Timberwolves will also get Clint Capella. Uh, no, not Clint Capella. He goes to Atlanta. And uh, Minnesota will get some, there's, I believe, some picks involved here. As well, so oh, that's I really pick. right. So Houston gets cap space, which they need, and they needed to get some cap space. Uh, the Rockets keep the flexibility at 12 million in cap, allows them to expand the trades uh, between now 
and there's a 3 p.m. trade deadline. Use to get add a player who helps now. Who takes a player, take on a player for assets, and then use those to further upgrade the team. Um, this is obvious, and a lot of people thought that D'Angelo Russell could possibly be uh, be traded, and Andrew Wiggins be involved in the pick uh, to go to Golden State, but uh, they haven't reached the agreement. They didn't reach the agreement on the deal. So even with D'Angelo Russell clapping on, on even with the, the John Morant and Steph Curry stuff on Twitter, which has been quite a thing. But yeah, but this has been it's been a, a quite a weird thing. Uh, stuff, a lot of stuff went down there with with those trades. Meanwhile, earlier tonight, Andre Godala, who did not play for a while, and this was part of the this was centered around the uh, the the Twitter battle between John Morant and Steph Curry with some, with some Twitter stuff. Godala was part of this. Iggy finally, he refused to play for Memphis, and Iggy finally gets his wish to get out, so he goes to the Heat, and he's agreed to the trade, he agreed to a two-year, $30 million deal, just as Winslow's part of the deal, going back to Minnesota, going back to Memphis, and let's see here, in addition, Miami, Memphis, and OKC Thunder are working on a elaborate three-team deal that would land the Heat, both Iggy and Danilo Gallinari, ooh, wow, that's a good trade. Jeez, that's a really good trade for Miami. Danilo Gallinari is um is, is a respectable shooter. If healthy, that could be good. He could he could be were targeting him. They were targeting Roko too, from what I understood. And yeah. they made moves. The, the heat the heat made it hot. Good moves. Good moves, Miami. Sixers are gonna get nothing. They're gonna get Seven, shut out and they need Eric Rose. And they needed to not get shut out. Move, Fucking piss. Rose just got hurt, actually, so he won't be in the skills thing. But yeah, trading for Derrick Rose would actually not be a terrible decision. Making any sort of respectable move would not be a terrible decision if I were the Sixers. You can't get destroyed by Miami and look that bad against the Heat and not do something. And they're gonna they're gonna go to a boss on No one respects the coach though. That's the problem. No, no. I think they tune him up. I absolutely think they tune up Brett Brown. I think he'd... the problem is they can't fire him. They can't fire him yet. They can fire him after the season, but they can't fire him now. Their hands are tied. Their hands are tied until this season effectively ends. Until the season ends. At which point sucks. This season they had to do what they may, and then after which you can do away with Brett Brown. I think they have to. Meanwhile, there was another deal. That happened here. This happened earlier, maybe an hour, an hour and change ago. Atlanta then gets Dwayne. The Kings are going to trade Dwayne Dedman to Atlanta for forward Jabari Parker and Alex Len. So Atlanta and making some some other moves. The Kings are also sending Atlanta a 2020 and 2021 second round pick in the deal. So Atlanta's beefing up their front line. Atlanta, for the Hawks, to me, this is not about this year. I think this is about next year. Atlanta's going to build a squad for next year. And really make it hot. They're out of it this year. But Atlanta's going to really be hot next year. Yeah. So, the Hawks are going to be a real team next year, I think. And so, I am I like this. Trey Young, John Collins. You got Clint Capella now. Devin's going to be a backup center. Uh, Atlanta's going to look like they're going to – Atlanta's going to be a real team. I, I like what the Hawks are doing. I really like what Atlanta has. What? <laughs> Twitter.com says, Beast Mike, where you'll find me. Yes, I'm going to watch the XFL. Um, the Washington fan base is kind of recruited. It's, I kind of sh- like shouted out, like, like, where should I put my like rooting interest for the XFL? And apparently the Washington team, the Washington uh, Def- DC Defenders, 
their fan base actually reached out to me, kind of uh, suggesting I should come aboard. So I took him up on it. There's a couple. There's a couple of dudes I like on the team. Dandre Tompkins is on the team. I do have to cheer for Cardinal Jones, the former Buckeye. I don't know about that, <clears throat> but it's a thing. And uh, yeah, they just, they just put Wolves just put out on the uh, during the Heat Clippers game about the Gallinari part of the deal. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm watching XFL this weekend. I'm, I think I'm gonna cheer for DC. We'll give DC a shot. But Twitter.com says Beastmates, where you're gonna find me. I'm gonna tweet about all these things and various stuff that's happening in the world of sports. Twitter.com slash DJD Kooks and GITR Wrestle is where you can find me. Yeah, I'll be covering the car show. Okay. I'll, I'll be covering a car show this weekend, the Philadelphia Auto Show. Hmm. I got also, a press pass. Oh, what? oh, you got a press pass. Nice. All right. Yep. Also, We're going to those connections. Mm. Also, good win from Penn State last night. It's Penn State beat Michigan State, and it's got the it's got the campus buzzing uh, in State College. It, it's it's a statement win, a signature win for Pat Chambers and his crew as they went to East Lansing and, and beat and beat Michigan State in, in a shocking uh, resignation from Mark Antonio. That preceded this. So what a, a horrible day for Spartans everywhere. As the best coach in their history in basketball and in football take L's. Yeah. Antonio with the pro, and, and publicly, cause it, it's it looks a questionable resignation. And then Enzo and his crew losing to the to the uh, Penn State at home as Cassius Winston missed a critical free throw, which would have tied the game late. And then Penn State was able to seal it with free throws. To close the deal, but yeah, this is that's a bad day to be a Spartan yesterday. Bad day to be a Spartan. We're Beast Mike. This is DJ D. Cooks signing off. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.